Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod, email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. And if you like this show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I would really appreciate it, and it helps people to find the show. Folks, back this week and still playing catch up, first of all, right up here at the top. I would like to send out my condolences to the friends and fans and family of Rick Skaya. If you are a longtime fan of wrestling and did anything with wrestling news in the early to mid 2000s, you had to come across this guy, also known as The Rick, wrote for WrestleManiacs, turned into Mikasa, Online Onslaught, the news from Dayton. And I followed this guy for years. I always enjoyed. I, in fact, I said this to someone in the on Twitter, maybe that I always enjoyed. He always talked about going to Christmas Eve mass or Christmas Eve church service with his family and would wear a Santa hat to kind of, you know, uh, poke fun at the family a little bit to say, hey, I'm not taking this too seriously and all that. And I always said that I enjoyed that story when he would talk about it every year. So uh, rest in peace to him. The word went out last week that he had passed away after a fight with cancer at 49. So that's only a few years older than me. So our thoughts and prayers go out to his friends and family and fans. And I've got to tell you folks that went away last weekend on a Williamsburg trip, a little family vacation, anniversary trip and all of that. And we went, my wife's family has a timeshare in Williamsburg, Virginia. And with that, it's like a collection of timeshares, different properties and such. And her parents own a uh, property there, uh, timeshare there that you can use at another property to use their pool. And so we went there and at first they didn't want to let us use it, that we had not done the right thing. And my wife's like, what do we have to do? They finally let us in. You have to wear wristbands. And so we put the wristbands on their orange, their bright orange wristbands. There were 12 of us in our in our group. Everybody puts a wristband on. We all get to our little area of little tables and stuff that we gotten and getting our stuff ready to go out so we can you know, get in the water or do whatever. And we'd been there like three minutes and somebody works there comes over. Oh, can I check your wristbands and make sure that you're wearing them? And we all hold up our wristbands like we just got here. And she's like, oh, OK, it's, it's hard to see them. Sometimes they blend uh, in against the skin. They're bright orange. So and I said to somebody, it's like. Jim Cornette says, if you ever listen to Cornette, sometimes you go somewhere and you're being treated like we run the Ferris wheel at the fair. And so you you try to let things like that just fall off of your back. But I was talking about last week going and we were at my in-laws 
I said for the 4th of July, it was for that, but it was actually the weekend before. They had a lot of things there, and with the 4th falling on a Tuesday this year, you know, it was just a, a strange time. We go, and after that, we leave to drive to Maine, and we're in Pennsylvania, stop at a, a Sheets, which is a gas place in the southern part of the United States, and I think Pennsylvania is as high as they go. We stop there. We need gas. It's like 1150. We get out. We're doing things. Looked up and the gas said $1.77. I'm like, whoa, what is this? And my wife says, you think the pump is broken? I said, no, the other pumps say that. It says that on the thing. She said, well, fill it up. So we filled it up for like 20 bucks and get back in. And I'm a sheets like loyalty member like I get the emails and the app and all of that and I looked on I'd received an email for the fourth gas at all their locations was a dollar seventy seven six one point seven seven six and everybody else got that and they were trying to go get cheap gas and all of that but there was a line but eleven fifty at night it wasn't a line so got cheap gas then I go I'm doing my rounds and I got to see my old boss. It was really good to see her remake that connection. Went out to Lily Bay in Maine. It's a beautiful area and all that. Got some good pizza at Pat's Pizza. Shout out to Pat's. The, um, I believe the uh, Hampton location is my wife's favorite. And finally back Having the Cup of Joe wrestling show, you know, I enjoy a good cup of coffee. I was in the land of good coffee again because even fast food places, everybody has good coffee there. So I go to my favorite Dunkin's. I go to my favorite Tim Hortons. It was nice to be back in the land of good coffee. So some more about my recent travels and experiences. Today, we look at the episode of WWF Superstars from September the 12th. 1992. We open with highlights of Randy Savage versus Ric Flair for the WWF title. Joined in progress. Savage outside the ring. Razor Ramon comes from behind and clips Savage's leg before stomping on Savage. They cut to Savage back in the ring and in Flair's figure four leg lock. Savage passes out a result of the pain and Flair is once again the WWF champion. Flair and Mr. Perfect celebrate in the ring as Flair is presented with the belt and raises it up high. Vince McMahon and Mr. Perfect then welcome us to Superstars where Mr. Perfect is happy and dancing. Perfect says he has been celebrating all week and told McMahon before SummerSlam that he would be in the corner of the WWF champion and he was right. He says he hardly has a woo left in him after the partying that they have been doing. Razor Ramon comes to the ring for a match and McMahon says he is also responsible for Ric Flair becoming champion as part of Plan B. Razor Ramon vs. Gary Jackson Ramon hands his gold to the ring attendant and threatens him not to have something happen to the gold before turning to Jackson and absolutely pounding him down. Ramon stomps on Jackson on the mat. He picks Jackson up like he was going to perform a tombstone pile driver, but instead runs Jackson into the corner. He then kicks Jackson down and then chokeslams Jackson. He then stomps Jackson some more. Ramon with an Irish whip and a back elbow, and he can end this match at any time. He puts Jackson on the top rope and does a fallaway slam. He then performs the razor's edge and pins Jackson. The crowd gives Ramon the thumbs down and boos him. Mean Gene Oakland with a special report on the Ric Flair-Randy Savage title match. 
He talks about Razor Ramon interrupting a Randy Savage interview earlier in the night and Razor Ramon throwing his toothpick at Savage and Savage punching Ramon. Mean Gene then shows highlights of the title match. He then shows Ramon attacking Savage again after the match before officials come in to stop it before the Ultimate Warrior comes out and carries Savage to the back. Razor Ramon interview. He says Savage isn't so macho now. He calls Savage the dirt underneath Ramon's fingernails. The Natural Disasters Earthquake and Typhoon versus Joe Turner and Doug Summers. The Natural Disasters are the tag team champions. They come to the ring and hold the belts up high. Earthquake and Turner start. They tie up and drive to a corner. Clean break. Earthquake with a hip toss out of the corner and then a drop kick to Turner. He then scoop slams both of his opponents. He snaps Mayor's Turner and then drops an elbow on Turner. Typhoon tagged in. Typhoon with a corner whip and a splash to Turner and a clothesline to Summers when he comes in. Earthquake tagged back in. Double splash in the corner to Turner while the referee gets Summers out of the ring. Natural Disasters with a double Irish whip and a shoulder block to Summers. Earthquake and Typhoon both splash Turner to get the pin. Event Center. Money Incorporated and Jimmy Hart say they're going to get their titles back. Tito Santana says the race is on to the top and he is on his way up and doesn't care who he is going to face. Papa Shango versus Justin Taylor. The crowd looks freaked out as Shango comes to the ring with a smoking skull. Shango takes over on Turner. He just pummels him to the ground and overpowers Turner every time he tries to get up. He covers and pulls Turner up after two as he wants to punish Turner some more. Shango hits the shoulder breaker to get the pin. Event center with Crush, where he tells everyone that he is from Hawaii and works in just about every Hawaiian phrase you have ever heard of in the process. The Beverly Brothers and the Genius say they belong at the top of the WWF. The Big Boss Man versus Iron Mike Sharp. Boss Man extremely popular with the crowd. Sharp yells at the referee to make Boss Man get the nightstick and handcuffs out of the ring. He takes his time, but finally does put them away. They circle each other, but Sharp gets to the ropes before they lock up and makes referee Joey Morella get Boss Man away. Sharp then screams at the crowd. They finally get up and drive to the ropes. Break clean and Sharp with a right hand to Boss Man. Sharp with a series of right hands and an Irish whip. He goes to hit a big boot to Boss Man, who catches the leg and gets Sharp down and drops a leg on Sharp. Sharp rolls to the outside to regroup. He yells at the fans some more, and Boss Man comes out after him and hits Sharp with the right hand to knock Sharp down. Boss Man throws Sharp back in the ring, and Sharp backing up and begging off. Boss Man with a series of body shots in the corner. Sharp reverses a corner whip. Boss Man gets his foot up on the charge and scoops slams Sharp. Sharp rolls back outside. Boss Man slingshots Sharp back in from the apron, but Sharp responds with an irate. Sharp with body shots. Boss Man reverses an Irish whip and hits a backdrop. He then hits the boss man slam to get the pin and then handcuffs Sharp to the bottom rope. Flashback to the celebration in the dressing room after Ric Flair's second WWF title win. He has the belt and says they told you plan B was going to work. He then dumps a glass of champagne that Mr. Perfect had poured for him on his head and calls himself Mr. WWF. Bobby Heenan comes in and they all celebrate. They gloat some more and Razor Ramon comes in. He says the goal looks good on Flair. The Nasty Boys knobs and sags with Jimmy Hart versus Greg Brown and Red Tyler. McMahon says Jimmy Hart is a little confused as to who is the number one contender for the tag team titles. Knobs and Tyler start. Knobs gets Tyler in the corner and just pounds on him. He hits a corner whip and a back elbow on Tyler. He gets an abdominal stretch on Tyler and sags tagged in. 
Sags kicks Tyler down and Sags hits a pump handle slam and then goes outside to yell at the crowd as McMahon says he believes that the Ultimate Warrior will beat Ric Flair for the WWF title soon and that Randy Savage will get revenge on Razor Ramon. But as they say, plans change. Knobs also climbs down to yell at the crowd as they go to break and when they come back, Sags back in the ring and grabs Tyler and runs him into Knobs' armpit. Sags then throws Tyler back to his own corner where he tags Brown in. Sags immediately throws Brown out. Knobs goes down and slaps Brown around before throwing him back in. Knobs tagged in. Double Irish whip and backdrop to Brown. Knobs drops several elbows on Brown. Sags tagged back in and he also drops some elbows. Knobs tagged in and he and Sags double DDT Brown and Knobs gets the pin. We get a WWF Spotlight Magazine ad. Event Center. Skinner says he has a problem with Jack Tunney banning his chew. That's a weird flex to have someone feud with the WWF president. We then get an LOD commercial. I believe that Hawk had been fired by this time, but I'm sure this has been recorded beforehand, so no harm, no foul. Preview of next week's episode of Superstars. We then go to The Undertaker with Paul Bearer versus Pat Rose. Rose looks like he would rather be anywhere else at the moment. The Undertaker takes his time taking his gear off. Rose was immediately attacked by Undertaker. He runs Rose into the corner and gets Rose up for an ugly looking choke slam. Undertaker then grabs the arm and goes up top for old school. Undertaker then hits the tombstone for the pin. Undertaker and Bearer then put Rose in a body bag as they sign off from Superstars. Final thoughts. This show flowed really well. The flare win was a surprise that they played off what happened at SummerSlam. There are big changes coming. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 